When the young mother, a pitcher of health, suddenly lost consciousness in her kitchen, I went to the hospital to visit, and when I saw her, I said to myself, she's gone to heaven. Within a couple of days, we gathered around her bedside as the doctor shut off life support. I'll never forget my vow to the Lord as I left the hospital. Her death is not going to be in vain in my life. I would use her passing, as well as her life story, many times for the glory of God. Many, many times in the decades since that happened, I've seen tragedy as a call from above as it said, learn from this. God has priorities for our faith. The New Testament could be called the last will and testament of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is the executor of His will. He decides how and when the will of God is released to us, and His greatest priority is our eternity, and our spiritual development into the image of Christ. Understanding God's purposes can release our faith to cooperate with Him, and greatly bless us, during our seasons of difficulty. Ever since last Christmas, when I had a much-needed encounter with the Holy Spirit, I played four songs that summed up my heart's worship and my life's requests. Since then, every devotional time begins with the hymn, How Great Thou Art. More often than not, my spirit is drawn to the greatness of God's love seen on the cross. I often think of His suffering for me as if I hear Him saying, Learn from this. Behind every trial we face, God is hiding a great glimpse of His greatness, mercy, and power. From His cross I learn that all of the suffering, fear, and pain I have ever felt must not be wasted on questions, confusion, bitterness, or despair. Only a clear vision of the end result can accurately see what trials in this life are really all about. Only heaven's gaze upon the earth will fully put things in their proper place. It's not unlike the time I had some rather unexpected surgery. I was in pre-op when the surgeon came by to tell me what he was going to do. I asked him if he would also add something to his list. And without hesitation, he said, sure. He told me that the recovery is usually of no consequence whatsoever. The key word was usually. I was in excruciating pain for nearly ten days. But after the healing had taken place, my was it worth it. Only looking back now fully explains the pain of the past. Would I do it again if needed? With a very sober nod of the head, I would have to say yes, but only because of what I know now. By his stripes we are healed, the Bible says, but it is also by our taking up his cross in our own lives that we are able to complete what we call the completed work of Christ. Here is how our healing often progresses to completion. A crippling disease will shake a man to his very core, or a sudden death in the family will lay bare the innermost thoughts and expose the soul's great need. Perhaps divorce, bankruptcy, or an accident that leaves a man crippled. These things not only cause great pain, but they also cry out for the lessons of the cross. May I just say, please, determine to find a way to pull back the curtain of what you do know so you may see the glory of God and how to lay hold of it. Like the first martyr Stephen, when he was being stoned to death, he looked up to heaven 
and saw the glory of God. Most often, what we learn as God shows us how to see His glory and His promises is of far greater value than the healing and relief of the strike that caused us such wounds in the first place. And during the process of those dark nights of seeking, God will begin to show you His powerful presence and glory, if you let Him. Remember, while Israel was journeying in the wilderness, it was the glory of God that they followed. Only as they saw the Lord's power in the midst of their desert journey would they be able to continue on. Unlike the story of the Wizard of Oz, when you pull back the curtain, you won't see the deception and foolishness of human manipulation. You'll see God. I've said it before and it bears repeating. Faith becomes its own present reward as the power of personal intimacy and in the presence of the King is opened up to us. The less we set our sight upon our deliverance and more upon our deliverer, the more God's will can be accomplished on our journey to overcoming. And let me tell you, when your eyes are on Jesus in the storm, it is more than simply not thinking about how bad the storm is. It's experiencing how awesome God is. Whether it be Israel beholding the pillar of fire over the temple at night, or a disciple standing in awe of the love of God in full view of the horror of the cross, the intention of faith is to cause us to say, My God, how great Thou art! Putting our eyes on Jesus in the storm means seeing Him, and seeing Him means being so blown away by His majesty that the storm is of no consequence. That, my friends, is a far more important lesson and change than the healing itself will ever be. One changes your physical circumstances. The other shows you the glory of God behind the veil of this earth life's problems. That is the greater gift and the greater priority by far. Why can't we hear God's voice or sense His presence in our lives? It's because our presence has taken complete priority. We're holding on to so much baggage that we can't see beyond it. We can spend so much energy trying to believe for the relief of our temporal problems and virtually no labor to see God in it that our trial never produces the intended victory. That's why, if the ministry of healing never focuses on the greater need, the pathway to our healing seldom produces our desired result. What would you rather have, a sunny summer day with no comprehension of the greatness of God or a violent storm where you learn to shake off the scales and see the splendor of God's majesty as he pushes back the fear behind the storm. There's nothing like sitting in a chair, unable to move, to do anything, to plan, or to expect a better day, when suddenly God's presence sweeps in and you realize, I have something here that can never be robbed. I have found the joy unspeakable and so full of glory that no earthly loss can ever defeat me again. I have the unchangeable everlasting hope of heaven in my soul right now. Have you ever learned how to come into God's presence where, as you sit quietly, you look and wonder why your whole body isn't shaking because of the river of heaven that is filling your spirit, soul, and body? 
Usually that comes when God allows this world to shake you until all that baggage you've desperately tried to buy and hold on to is shaken free of your grip. The curtain now isn't just being pulled back. It has been taken down. The veil of the flesh has been removed. And you know a little bit more what it's going to feel like when you enter heaven. The Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple that separated men from the most holy place was torn in two. That veil of the flesh is torn in two in our lives as we take up the cross and refuse to hold on to dying human carnality and selfishness. The way into God's presence has been opened to us. That's why I will never waste my trials in this life. They're not worth comparing to the glory that shall be revealed. And let me tell you, you don't have to physically die for that glory to be revealed. It takes much soul-searching until your faith journey has been allowed to knock out the carnal props that we think we need. But when they are, the physical deliverances we sought are found to be not near as great as what we received on that journey of faith. Now, you may feel too inadequate to take hold of such a message as today's, but rest assured there will come a day, if you look closely, where you won't have a real choice but to learn to look up. It may seem like the devil is attacking, but realize that though he may very well be, God has only allowed it because he's coming to teach you how to defeat him. Some people say that God will never let you go through more than you can handle, but that's a total myth. The truth is, he'll never give you more than he can handle if you let him do it for you instead of trying to make yourself better. Exalt him and humble yourself, and then he will lift you up. In a world where men constantly seek to exalt themselves, the priority of heaven remains hidden to all but those who will bow low. This is the position of faith that releases the authority of God's will, to exalt us to places high above this world's status. Our trials will become bridges to greatness, when we turn the cares of our lives over to God.